0: Welcome. Welcome. I'm Nako Narder. I'm Emily Walborn. And this is Half Asian. Half Hour. Today, we are going to talk about the movie that allegedly started it all, or arguably, and that is Joy Luck Club. I guess, I think it did start it all. It came up in almost every single article when Crazy Rich Asians came out, because that was the last time there was a movie with an all-Asian cast. Yeah. And that was in 1993, 25 years earlier. Truly crazy. Which I mean, we now know after
1: reviewing it that um, "Saving Face." Saving Face was also in the mid 2000s, but it wasn't as much of a blockbuster release as these two, Crazy Rich and Joy um, Luck Club, was.
0: Yes. And I didn't know. I talked to my mom today. The Japanese woman who's in *Joylet Club*, Tamlin. Anyway, she was Mm -hmm. apparently in *Karate Kid*. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, I will say.
1: I think starting it all in terms of like movies made by Asian people starring Asian people. Yes. I feel like there were, you know, countless movies where it was just
0: Asian, Asian people, people appeared.
1: appeared
0: very stereotypical roles, of course. Yeah, this was the first one. Tamlin Tomita is the woman's name. Oh. Yeah, I think, oh, one of the coolest things about this movie is that it was sort of two things happening in tandem that are similar. The first is that it is basically a movie about this generation of women learning that their moms are people. And I think mm-hmm. that is like a whatever. And it is also the Western world through this movie is learning that Asian women are people. Yeah. In kind of a different way. So this was uh yeah, skillful interweaving of those two things. Yeah.
1: It's definitely a very complex movie. I do think it's interesting the parallels between this and Crazy Rich. Like it is very much mm. like Western versus non Western traditions and going over not feeling like you belong, you know. Mm-hmm. And- where
0: you are so, yeah. I, I feel like saw- they have very similar, similar themes. Yes, you had seen this movie before. I saw it in 10th grade and describe that experience. So, okay, so
1: uh, our city would do like this thing called the big read, and so every year they pick a different book, and so this that year it was the Joy Luck Club. Mm. Um, And so that means just like hundreds of copies of this book floated
0: around the city for the year. (laughs) Mm. We had a similar, ours was called Readmont. And one time we had When the Emperor Was Divine, which I didn't read, Mm. but people kept recommending it to me because it was Asian. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like that was the same with this. And then Mm
1: -hmm. my English teacher in 10th grade, probably her family, the biggest... Bunch of weeps I ever met in Helena. Sure. <laughs> and so I was. It was interesting because for that um, section we had to do like we would get into groups and like each week we would teach. Like it would rotate in our group of who would teach and lead the lesson for the
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, week, which I was also always, always like mad about because I'm like it's not my job to teach. Yeah. I'm a student. Yeah. Like, yes. You love asian culture so much you teach it to us yes 100 percent and then i remember we watched the movie at the end of the week or unit or whatever it was Mm -hmm. so i can't say i learned a lot about it because you know (laughs) my fellow 15 year olds were (laughs) teaching about it so you know can't really say i learned a lot about it back then
0: yeah but i do remember
1: watching the movie and thinking, I think it probably took us like a whole week to watch it because it is
0: a long movie and <laughs> my school classes are short, so. It is two hours and 18 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like it then? Um,
1: I, I can't, I don't remember. I don't think I had like a strong stance on it one way or the other because I was kind of like, I know this is kind of the only representation in movies
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was like I don't quite understand what's going on because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think I was just young and was probably just not really paying attention uh,
0: it, it, I so this was my first time seeing it I have read the book I love the book I read it I think two years ago yeah. and I would not have understood what was going on had I not read the book and understood that it is about eight different women's stories. I I think this movie should have been a miniseries.
1: It really could have.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, it's a really, uh, it's kind of a strange format for a movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest, the first like hour 45 is pretty slow it is pretty it's kind of boring um it's got a real slow pace about it that's definitely true yeah it's it just kind of goes back and forth between being pretty boring and really like devastating and there isn't a whole lot of reprieve besides those two things uh, but despite being on my phone for a lot of the movie, the last, like, 20 minutes, I was sobbing and, like, crying long after the movie ended. It did make me feel really sad and depressed for a long
1: time. Yeah. <laughs> like, pretty much for, like, the next day, I was just very sad. And the yeah. whole night after I watched it, I was like, oh.
0: Yeah, I, like, stayed up crying, like, journaled about race and, like, being a woman cried some more yeah so i wonder if i could have gotten the same effect by just watching the last 20 minutes of the movie
1: yeah it definitely i agree it's a pretty interesting way to tell the story it's not a conventional structure you it's like just kind of pieced together the um, co-writer put in the device of a going away party for one of the Mm -hmm. characters to kind of give it some thread (laughs) i'll be honest i didn't I thought that it was like different parties. (laughs) I did no idea it was the same party for most of the movie. Correct. Until I actually read today that it was the same party.
0: Yeah, I didn't know until you said that just now. I really didn't understand what was okay. So for people who haven't seen the movie, it is about this woman, June. Her mother has passed away and her mom's three best friends, who are all women who immigrated from China are at this party and they each have a daughter so there's four daughters mm-hmm. and at this point three mothers mm-hmm. and each of the daughters and each of the mothers gets a story about mm-hmm. their relationship with their own mother
1: so yeah it kind of just like goes honestly goes just down the line yes. like it goes by pairs so it it only varies when like June has a flashback at the beginning mm-hmm. and then it goes and then it starts like mother-daughter, 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 mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm.
0: June and her mother kind of close it out. Yes. It, the opening monologue, I wrote that it is, Asia. It is Oriental. There's a little <laughs> flute. We're talking about a swan's feather at the market. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if this was something that they had to do in order to make this movie um they had to appeal to maybe white audiences wanting this to be like an exotic experience that could be um i know that amy tan co-wrote it
1: she's mm-hmm. the author of the book mm-hmm. um for those of you who don't know and she she and the co-writer and the director were like a, a pair of the director approached her about making a movie of the joy Love club and then they actually left a studio because they didn't get enough creative control and they went to Whoa. another studio. So I'm sure they had to make some compromises, but ultimately it sounds like Amy Tan really wanted control over the narrative and the like the structure of the movie and and the women's stories.
0: Hell yeah. Damn, yeah. It yeah. And the monologue is also like heartbreaking because it is about <laughs> this like woman pouring all of her hope into her daughter, having a better life, it Mm -hmm. devastated me. Um, But then we get one of the only funny lines of the movie, which is where they're playing Mahjong. Mm -hmm. And Jun says, I know how to play Mahjong. And she's like, no, you know how to play Jewish Mahjong. (laughs) Not the same thing, entirely different. Take out the word Mahjong, and that is a sentence I feel like I have to say all the time. Being Jewish is actually not the same thing. It is entirely different. And then she says that the difference is that if you play Mahjong with no strategy, then you're playing Jewish Mahjong.
1: Yeah. I thought that
0: was a funny sequence. I definitely thought, I bet Nako's going to love that part. I did. <laughs> I love a little light. It isn't even anti-Semitism. It It is just sort of a critique. So then,
1: yeah, we kind of learn, like, June has to take her mother's spot with these women to play Mahjong. And um, she kind of flashes back to when she was a kid and she, she played piano and her mom was very competitive with um, one of the other women and her daughter and June like messes up her piano performance and thought she'd never have to play again but her mom makes her practice and June gets all upset and says um, like I wish I wasn't your, wasn't, wasn't your daughter and I wish I was like the babies you killed in China which is
0: this scene <laughs> sucked I because obviously so many daughters have said like I wish I'd never been born like I wish I had a different whatever like people say this every young person has said something akin to this I think uh mm-hmm. but it is gut-wrenching when like the jab that you have at your mom is that she had to leave two babies by the side of the road when she was uh, escaping China. Yeah. It I have I used to do stand-up about this, like racist white supremacists could never uh, hurt and feel hatred towards people of color the way that people have cut like you know what I mean? Like a white supremacist yeah. has never uh, not been able to go hang out with their friends because their asian mom said they had to like whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like no one is more viciously racist than the child of a person of color who has been through some legit <laughs> trauma <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah it's very true um yeah that was
1: like a and she's probably like six or seven at this point yeah like truly so young
0: and already this is <laughs> she's throwing that at her mom insanely hurtful heartbreaking truly
1: especially because she doesn't at this point she doesn't know why her mom would have done that yes. and so she's kind of like that's one thing i've never been able to forgive her for is doing yeah. that because i don't understand why she would do that yes
0: I also, throughout this movie, was just like, why did Lady Bird get made? I don't know <laughs> if you were thinking that.
1: I wasn't, but you know, that's a really good point.
0: <laughs> I just was like, spend one minute in this movie and how could you be like... <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what the argument between Lady Bird and her mom was. I don't remember what the conflict was. I think, like, college,
1: right? Doesn't she want to, like, go to... out? college out of state or something like that yeah yeah <laughs> I, like I could be wrong it's been a long time since I've seen it but
0: mm-hmm. if
1: you if someone wants to tweet at us and tell us what Lady Bird's about please do yeah
0: if someone wants to remind us of the plot yeah so that was crazy I love that her mom the June's mom has such good friends her friends are like your mm-hmm. mom was the best like we want to keep her memory alive it was very cool to picture these like four Chinese immigrant women Making friends, who are other women, and like making a community.
1: I know, yeah. There, I mean, like the, I guess it was a going away party, not mm-hmm. multiple dinner parties, but <laughs> the going away party was huge. There's people everywhere.
0: I feel like it's like when they do all hang out a lot.
1: Yeah, it was clear, like all the families, are good friends, and like, the daughters hang out, and the other siblings, the husbands, you know.
0: The clothes and the hair in this movie were also top i notch. loved it loved it everyone is so hot everyone is that those feathered bangs are you kidding me they look amazing june has this like i don't even know her hair's like swooping it looks amazing mm-hmm. so good and i'm like
1: okay why can't my hair i feel like okay <laughs> tell me if you if you feel this way about your hair my hair is so slick and straight like it does not retain any kind of curl or anything correct Correct. so I was just in awe of their hairstyles in this movie absolutely so good every time
0: I tried to curl my hair by the time like I was done with one side the other side was straight again exactly
1: or you had to put so much hairspray on it that it's just like it's truly just like you could crunch it in half yeah (laughs) fall off
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but when I was getting my coming-of-age photos taken and the women were, like, brushing my hair, I was like, my hair is probably so coarse and disgusting because I am white. I am so sorry you have to touch my hair. (laughs) So can't win. Um, I really liked the scene. I think I saw a lot of moments in this that I'd seen in other stuff later. Like, I felt like the influence of this, like, obviously the Mahjong scene mahjong comes up again in crazy rich it Mm -hmm. would not be a far cry to say that that is an homage or at least an influence the part Mm -hmm. where uh one of the women is bringing her white husband home for dinner and he just like commits faux pas after faux pas and doesn't understand it was hard to watch i'll be honest (laughs) i was like this guy is such a doof why is he being so rude (laughs) and why does he think he is killing it but there's a scene where he pours a bunch of soy sauce on which is something that happens at the beginning of the rena so i am video oh yeah you're right yeah yeah it does a lot of little moments that appear in other places yeah there's some good there's a part where one of the daughters is having her mom go in to get her perm and her hair color Uh and she keeps being she like is talking really slowly and like explaining stuff to her mom and her mom's like why does she think she's translating english Speak english (laughs) yeah I think there is, like, a, a sometimes a dehumanization of the parents of children of immigrants. I think sometimes mm-hmm. kids, I think I've noticed this is something that I have been doing, like, I'll see something in, like, the Subtle Asian Traits Facebook group, and it'll be, mm-hmm. like, everyone knows immigrant parents, do, and I'll be, like, uh, I guess me, too, even if it doesn't, like, apply. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot, of, I, I there was a tweet a while back that was, like, do people know that their kids are referring to them as their immigrant parents? Like it is like in an effort to find community, we are like sort of stereotyping and flattening our parents. And that is obviously dehumanizing. And so it was good to be able to see the perspectives of the moms and the daughters and the moms being like, what are you what? doing? Like, do you want to
1: know the literal hardships that I experienced that you'll never have to experience because I came here to give you a better life? Like,
0: yeah, the differences
1: between the mother and daughter's Jesus. stories are yes. just like actually insane.
0: Yeah, basically, all of the daughter's hardship is that they married like horrible dudes, which just does married like an really asshole. It. It's yeah, it sucks, but like. And then all of the moms lost a parent or a child, basically, in a horrible way. Sucks. Um, Sucks. (laughs) There's one line where one of the mom's friends is leaning over to the other and is like, how terrible to lose your babies, never knowing if they're alive or dead. Yeah, no shit, that is terrible. That's horrific, yeah. (laughs) And then the next scene is the woman that she says it to is like, actually, I can think of something worse. And does a flashback to when she like (laughs) killed her baby yeah yeah maybe we just
1: give a quick like what each mother-daughter set is about so um the first set of women is um lindo and waverly and uh i guess waverly's deal is that she she's like married to a white guy yeah And he is just, I don't know what his deal is. He's like trying to learn how to use chopsticks and we're all embarrassed for him.
0: He's like insulting the cooking. He doesn't know, like he takes too much food. He's just like kind of rude and isn't trying to learn any of the like social cues. Yeah. And she
1: is in. she's always feeling like um, her mom is criticizing everything she does. She was this big chess prodigy when she was a kid and um she then her mom got like really into it and kind of claimed it as her own victory and then um Waverly quit and then her mom was like okay then I'm not really gonna like give you the attention Mm -hmm. and then Waverly was like okay I'll just I'll play again but then she wasn't as good. That was her and then her mom. So she when she was four her mother uh, like, a matchmaker came to her house, and she got paired up with this husband that she's never met. So when she turns, I don't know how old, but she goes to live and get married to this husband that she's never met. It turns out he's another teenager mm-hmm. who, like, doesn't want to sleep with her or anything. So yeah, because
0: they're kids. Like They're, they're truly kids. may generous. They're, like, maybe 12.
1: yeah. They, they're very young. And so um, the, the mother-in-law is like, why aren't you giving me any grandkids? My son yeah. says he's giving you enough to have a kid. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, actually, he's never touched me. Um, and so um, she hears somebody that works at the house is having a baby. And now the father wants nothing to do with it. And so she comes up with this plan to like, she makes this big show in front of everybody that the ancestors came to her in a dream and that all these terrible things would happen if they didn't listen, that she was not supposed to be in this marriage. And it's actually supposed to be the girl who works there and is having um, the baby because the ancestors gave her the baby for the husband. Mm -hmm. And so she gets out of it. Yeah. Clever girl. So, truly, quite a difference
0: between her story and her daughter's story. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. Every single flashback to China story is, like, an unthinkably devastating story. Even the ones that start out good. One of the mothers, she's with this guy who at first is so handsome. He does this little... Sexy watermelon thing that is actually quite a red flag. Uh, yeah, when I
1: watched it back today, I was like, I don't yeah, think so. Really, I don't think
0: so, actually. <laughs> Huge bummer because he was truly so handsome. And they have like a fun little ballroom dance scene. They have like a pretty cool sex scene. But then he like cheats on her a bunch, calls her a whore, sort of treats her terribly for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then she takes from him the only thing that she can which is their son yeah oh, it's tough and she drowns her baby and immediately which, regrets yeah. it yeah
1: that one was oh, i think gutting. that was the hardest one for me that one was gut yeah that one got me um so then her daughter lena is married to this he's just a jerk i mean they like their thing is splitting everything exactly 50 50 which yeah doesn't matter if he like eats more of you know gets more stuff for him to eat or him to do she has to still pay for 50 50 which is yeah it is just being
0: (laughs) married to like the one kid who like keeps being like is everyone gonna venmo me for the group uber and everyone's like yeah we will just like chill but that's their entire marriage yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. and so she her
1: mom comes to visit their new house and her mom's like you need to like (laughs) get out of here because obviously you're not happy yeah (laughs) um
0: he's charging you for ice cream that you obviously don't eat yeah um
1: and so she she can she does tell him off and then we see at the going away party she's with a new cute guy. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so take that 5050 guy.
0: Yeah, fifty-fifty guy who is an Asian king, but I guess more like an Asian I don't know. Not king. He sucks, obviously. But.
1: <laughs>
0: and then the other pairing
1: of mother daughters, so the The mother, her her mom left when she was, or like was thrown out of the house when she was really young because she, her dad passed away and then she, her mom went to be a concubine for another man. And so her parents like disowned her, threw her out of the house. And um, eventually her mom comes back when her grandma is really sick and she leaves with her. We find out that, there's like a a second wife of this guy who has the only his only son so he's she's like the only one he cares about Mm -hmm. but we find out that it's actually um her mom's son that the Mm -hmm. wife took from her and claimed as her own um yeah sucks because she wasn't even gonna she didn't even want to be his concubine he raped her and then yeah one and Got pregnant, and then when her parents found out, they threw her out. Um, and so her mom ODs, and then at the funeral, she tells the rest of the family, like, "My mom's ghost is gonna haunt you if you don't, yes. like, come clean about all of this."
0: And before she ODs, she like sees her daughter again, and is like, "I stayed alive so that I could see you again." And her daughter's like, "So all the rumors are true, and her mom is." so devastated by this that she in her suicide note said she wanted to kill her weak spirit so that her daughter's spirit could be stronger it is gut-wrenching brutal yeah Yeah. this is a tough tough movie to watch (laughs) yeah it's like because after you pick out that it's
1: like okay they're gonna do mother-daughter mother-daughter you're like how wait how many were there because
0: (laughs) each one is is worse than the last why didn't any of them have like a fun story about like going to coney island i don't know and arguably rose this uh, mother's daughter hers
1: maybe is the lightest of them all she's also married to this white guy jerk kind of i mean he ends up being okay i guess they pretty much just don't have a great marriage and she kind of loses herself in the relationship and doesn't really have a voice
0: which is sort of the best you can hope for
1: i guess (laughs) in this in this movie i guess um and then her mom is like hey like you gotta use your voice more Mm -hmm. and stand up for yourself and she does and then they're back together at the going away party so
0: yes yeah and then Lena's going away is so that she can go to China because it turns out that the two babies are alive and they're alive alive. because her mom didn't leave them on the side of the road to die. She left them because she thought if she was dead next to them, no, they would think it was unlucky and no one would save the babies. So she left them with a note. She left them with Uh all of her jewelry. And then she got saved. She like woke up in a hospital and was very upset that uh, she was not dead and that her babies were on the road truly could not come up with something more devastating no but the babies are alive and they get to meet lena
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're sad because they wanted to meet their mom but they get a new sister and they hug and yeah. they cry and they get their picture taken
1: yeah and that's joy Luck club so i looked up because i was curious to see after you know after crazy rich mm-hmm. it's been this like boom of Asian stories, so I was curious to see if that was the case uh, for Joylet Club, and I I found that um, Disney had contacted Amy Tan to discuss making her second novel into film, but it was a no-go, and then more Asian stories tried to get made, but pretty much every studio was like, nah. So. The answer is no, there wasn't okay, a boom. cool. Because I, I know Margaret
0: Cho has said about her sitcom when Fresh Off the Boat was made, and she was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I used to have a sitcom called All American Girl, and it was mm-hmm. so bad that they said no more Asian sitcoms for 20 years. <laughs> and it seems like that's what happened with Joy Luck Club, too. But, I don't, mm-hmm. but Joy Luck Club was good. I mean, I yeah. know I said it was boring and very hard to watch, but, like, it's a good movie. yeah. I mean it did it did decently in the
1: in the box office and, but yeah, I don't know, maybe they were expecting it to be like a huge critical success too, which I don't think it really was in terms of like awards or anything,
0: yeah, um, I mean, I think a trend we definitely see it at the Oscars is that for minorities to break into being represented their first. And in some cases, first several stories have to be about suffering. Like we don't see yeah. women's representation until we first see a bunch of movies where like women are being sexually assaulted. Or, I mean, a huge issue that has come up time and time again at the Oscars is that a lot of Black actors are only nominated for movies where they play enslaved people mm-hmm. before we get, you know, representation of other kinds of Black stories. So I, I'm guessing that before... You know, Asian people could have a movie that was fun, like Crazy Rich Asians, that everyone would want to watch. They first had to show a movie about the most suffering that these people could possibly endure. I don't know why that's the rule, but it does seem like there needs to be some sort of like sympathy seal that gets broken.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like that's the only way white audiences can relate is if they feel bad for those groups, you know?
0: Yeah, or, like, what other reason is there to listen to these people? Why not just keep right. telling stories about white men? And yeah. then learning, like, what the differences are. Paves the way to seeing them as people, I guess? I don't know. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Seems like well, it shouldn't be that hard. Shouldn't take this.
1: <laughs> you wouldn't think, but... Um, I get in 2018, there's talks of a sequel for The Joy Luck Club. Whoa. In which... It would be the original cast, but it would be like grandma, daughters, and then their children.
0: That would rule, probably. Wouldn't that be awesome? I think that would be fun. Hopefully the granddaughters would have some fun stories. <laughs> yeah. I'm really hoping it would Hopefully. be like the Twitter meme where <laughs> <Yeah>. the
1: <laughs> smelly <dreamtaker>. lunch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they want to talk about t- smelly lunch and not about colonization. Um,
1: but in 2020 it was selected for preservation for the
0: national film registry by the library of
1: congress for being culturally historically and aesthetically significant
0: and i would say it is those things
1: yeah what would you give this
0: as a gongs and ramen for gongs i did give it a three sorry amy this was really hard to watch and it was real slow um representation I would say a four and a half the only reason I'm not giving it a five and this is through no fault of the creators it just it was such an uh no maybe I would give it a five I don't know it just it felt so um like othered and like it was even hard, because the parts of the movie that, like, really struck me to my core were the parts that were relatable of just, like, a mother and a daughter desperately trying to communicate with each other and having a hard time doing so, which mm-hmm. is what everyone tells me they liked so much about Ladybird. but <laughs> it is, like, buried under all of this trauma, and I think there's almost an assumption that, like, all immigrant parents went through, like, a lot to get to this country, and that isn't necessarily, yeah. like... So many people come here and have like non traumatic lives. And I think for them right. to choose four different stories and all of them to be like devastating, like human rights violations is mm-hmm. not accurate representation of what people go through. But I also understand this was, they were just trying to tell these stories. They weren't trying to imply that this was everyone's story. Yeah, I
1: think she, that's a really good point. Um, I do. I think it it probably went through the exact same thing that Crazy Rich went through. You know, it's like there's just such a pressure on this movie when it comes out to represent every single Asian American experience. when that just can't be the case. I I, I would give it a I think I gave it a three and a half. I it was a little slow for me. Definitely brutal. Um, just yeah. devastatingly sad. Yeah. Um. In every aspect. Yeah. From the mother and daughter's relationships to what they all separately
0: go through in their lives. Yeah. <laughs> just
1: very, very sad. And, um,
0: and because it's happening to literally everyone in the movie, you like almost don't get to appreciate the resilience that all these women are showing. Yeah, it's true. Like,
1: that's so why I really liked. There was a moment between Waverly and her mom at the hair salon where they just have a heart to heart, and then. They like mm-hmm. laugh about it afterwards, mm-hmm. and I'm like that is such a human moment that yeah. I uh, just does show how strong their relationships
0: are. Yes, that scene and the scene where Waverly is being a dick to June, and <laughs> June is in the kitchen with her mom, and her mom is like, "No, you have like a very strong heart." That's yeah, why, like you know, so, so <laughs> just the scenes, just the sweet mother daughter scenes mm-hmm. were awesome. I my mom said she for the first time she saw the movie was when she was like our age Mm -hmm. and at the time she very much was seeing it through the perspective of the daughters but then she Mm rewatched it later and now saw it through the perspective of the mothers oh that's interesting i am looking forward to that yeah really cool
1: yeah it does give very interesting perspectives on both sides of those relationships yeah that i think isn't always explored and in mm-hmm. Asian American media, like parents and children, they kind of have, you know, we've seen a very stereotypical representation of them in media so often that it was, this was very complex and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, they really show the ups and downs of, of their relationships.
0: Overall, it's, you know, it belongs in the Library of Congress. It is extremely Absolutely. important. It is not a, a movie to watch for fun
1: no unless you just want to be eviscerated (laughs) and cry (laughs) yeah if that's you if that's how you want to have fun then definitely this is a great movie for that
0: yeah i mean i was in the mood to cry and it got the job done um but i would have liked to cry for a different reason besides uh just being sort of demolished (laughs) yeah yeah um do you have any other asian media shout outs of things you've been consuming lately
1: well of course you know <laughs> kim's convenience mm-hmm. i love that show yeah. um, i feel like i'm a little late to it honestly but,
0: but you, i told you about it and you have already <laughs> finished it and i'm still in season two <laughs> well my mom and i
1: watched it when i was home for christmas mm-hmm. um we watched all of it and then now I'm um, showing it to Jordan because he's going to love it. This is a, it's just a great show. It's so it's really so much fun. And I bought the play of it the that it's adapted from, so I'm oh. very excited to read that.
0: I didn't wow. know that existed, but that is the most you purchase I've ever heard of.
1: <laughs> as soon as I found out it was a play, I was like, okay, got to buy it right
0: now. <laughs> of course. We will review it as soon as I'm finished with the show, which is okay. going to be in like two and a half months, I'm sure.
1: Okay. I'm lo- very much looking forward to it. I, might, I guess I might just have to watch it again to get ready for the podcast
0: <laughs> when, we, when we decide. Yeah, it is really good. Yeah, that's a good one. I am reading the book Know My Name by Chanel Miller, who was the, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. She sprinkles in being Asian in it a few times. Like when she gets to court, she's like, are people are surprised that I'm Asian? It. She's a really good writer. It is a really well-written Really good read. Um, and I also asked for anime recommendations on Twitter yesterday. Thank you to mm-hmm. the Asian guy <laughs> for my summer job and the five white people for my college. I am <laughs> going to watch all these shows. It's a genuine thank you. Um, okay, wait, what What did they recommend? The only one I've started is Attack on Titan. I watched four and a half episodes last night. It is good. I It's like dark. I don't think you would like it. Um, okay. But it's fun. I don't know. I like for winter. I like cartoons. I think animated stuff is like cozier. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to sort of bundle up uh, and watch this show. You should try Teen Titans. I love. I love Teen
1: Titans so much. But we should do that. That was gonna, a pretty. Yeah, really we to watch it. Cause this, is... the theme song is sung by a okay. Japanese group. Yeah.
0: And then, okay, uh, we will do an episode about this.
1: And I feel like the animation style, they mix in a lot of, like, anime-style mm-hmm. things, so. Yes.
0: Yeah, we should definitely cover those as well. Um, oh, and I just finished reading The Man in the High Castle. <laughs> Sucked. Nice. As a Japanese person, not a fun experience. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Philip K. Dick, I, if you ever want to come back to life, I'd love to interview you and ask you why you did this. <laughs> I think I'm going to check out
1: that interior Chinatown book that you were talking about.
0: I can't wait. I think you really do really like good. It. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks guys. Next week we will be interviewing the Meg. Yes. We'll see how her daughter is doing. Mm-hmm. How it is being one, new. Meg went through some crazy stuff in the Marianas Trench. Yeah. She really did. She struggled a lot. Um, but thank you for everyone who's been listening. Thank you. We've got Bye. some really exciting episodes coming up. Bye. Very exciting. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>